0: Live with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: What up, what up? It's another beautiful Saturday night in Southern California. I'm so stoked the summer's here, finally. It's actually been raining like crazy out here, Jairus. And uh, I don't like it. And it's been real cold, but the summer is coming back, so I'm super pumped. And speaking of summer, uh, every every year around this time, we just started doing a skate contest out in downtown Los Angeles. It's called uh, the, it's the Whosoever's um, Best Trick Contest. We do it. We partner with um, a church up in Hollywood called uh, um, Calvary Chapel Hollywood. And we do it at the skate park called The Barracks, which is a, a famous uh, skate park. It's so exclusive that um, if you're not a pro skater or a sponsor skater, you can't skate it. But God's opened the door with Tom Roar, which is a pro skater out of L.A., and uh, he's actually listening now. What up, Tom? Thank you very much for this event today. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, we've been doing an event up there every year for the last two years, and uh, we just basically promote it. We open it up to the public. And um, last year, I mean, we had like, I don't know, over 700 people show up. Last year, we had Christian Nasoy come up and tell a story. And then this year, again, we did it again with um, uh, Brian Sumner, which he told his story today, which is also uh, uh, he was a, a pro skater as well. And people are getting saved. And it's so awesome because we opened it up for the community, for people that were never able to be able to come in and skate this, this skate park. They get to skate and they see all their their favorite pros skating this park and then they get to actually come in and skate it so it's just a rad event we got free product i mean we had boxes and boxes of uh, a product to give out we had tacos i mean it was just a rad event and then a bunch of uh people gave their life to god and that's the whole why we that's the whole reason why we do it is cuz people need to know that there is a god that loves them he's not religious he wants a relationship with you and um We just go. Like Jesus says, go out and make disciples. He says, um, be in the world, not of the world. And we're supposed to get out and uh, be with people and let them know who God is. And just so people can actually even see our life. And then as conversations happen and opportunity happens, you give them the good news. The good news is that Jesus Christ came on a rescue mission out of eternity to die for the sins of the world. And that whosoever would believe in him would not die spiritually but live forever because we were created as eternal beings for heaven. But the relationship with God starts now. And we've seen some dudes that flew all the way from New York City. They knew that the barracks was going to be open to the public. So they flew all the way from New York City. They came out to the event, and they accepted the Lord, which was so awesome that God had a divine appointment for them. Did you know that story? I had no idea. <laughs> so sick. So they flew all the way across thinking that they were going to skate this exclusive skate park, which they did. But then they found Jesus today and gave their life to God. So just a rad, rad thing. So again, thank you, Tom uh, Roar, for, for having us out. And thank you, Barrick Skate Park, for having us out. And it's going to be an annual event. We're going to do it every year around this time. And uh, just keep reaching into the community and letting people know that God loves them. So Jerris, let me give a little background on you. Jerris Hodge from Calvary. St. Pete over in Florida. He's been on our show, um, I don't know, had you on probably months ago after we got back from Mexico. You toured with the Whosoever's. We did the Kill the Noise in Mexico City, Cuernavaca. And uh, you were actually the MVP for the events because we did like eight or nine schools events with thousands of kids. And you were actually skating, um, demoing basically before these uh, events even started. The kids were going crazy. I don't think they've ever seen a kickflip before. I don't think they've ever seen a heel flip before. I don't think they've ever seen an acid drop. I don't think they've even seen skateboarding at the level that you were doing in front of these kids. They were going completely bonkers. And some of, some of the, uh, the mayors that were introducing us or the government officials, they would show up late to the events, like an hour or two. So you had to keep skating. What was that like?
2: It was crazy. I had no idea I was going to be skating that much. <laughs> Neither did I, by the way. <laughs> yo, yo, yeah, no, I know, because you invited me out, and you told me that we were doing the last day event, which was the outreach. We built the ramps, and we did it in the uh, Cuernavaca like, downtown center area. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was going to be it. But the first morning, we're up at 6.30. You're like, hey, grab your board just in case we can like you know skate in the beginning. And that just—that's what started it all.
1: That's right. We we're in the hotel room, and you're like, "Hey, dude, should I grab my board?" I'm like, "Yeah." You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen because last right. time we were here, we, at the you know Mexico, we were just uh, we'd walk up, we'd do the concert, and then, and then do the event. But this time, it totally flipped. So thank God, you you brought a couple boards. So you not only shredded every school, but also we did that best trick contest, which was downtown in Cuernavaca. Yeah. So before we get into this, you know, I want to talk to you about some other things about finding your call in life and how God's using you because God's done some rad things with you. But um, what was your what was your impression when we went down on the whosoever's trip down to Mexico? Like what you expected, and then what
2: how it went down. Uh, well, I knew about you guys doing it, um, doing all those high school and middle school tours in the U.S., and I had you guys in St. Pete to do that. Yep. And that's we talked about that before in the mm-hmm. last radio show in in Florida. Um so yeah, definitely curious like what are the kids going to be like in Mexico? What's the vibe like? What's the response like to your story? Because I know from talking to you that the, there was the same response the kids are getting in like Australia and Canada and like um and already in Central America. So it was just sick to be able to go, but that yeah, that was kind of in the back of my mind just like the new uh ex- experience of going to Mexico. I never been there. Mm -hmm. oh yeah you've never been there huh right yeah and i'm like so just like so engulfed in the kids in the u.s so just like called to them and learning from you and then doing my own stuff and you know youth pastor back at home yep and so really wondering what the kids are like there and then we actually met as alexia or alexis i forget Uh,
1: yeah Alexis.
2: and she started telling us right away what they were like what um, they were going through a- yeah and one of the things that specifically I, I made note like in my little laptop diary was that they definitely didn't have stuff you know like Kids in America did but they they had a lot more joy like they were psyched about the skating you know like if I was skating you know, in, in the US they might be psyched but the kids they were just super, they were psyched because we were there they didn't care they were just psyched that you know we were an event we were doing stuff I was skating and there was a lot more happiness, you know, a lot more joy. Um, and I don't know. That was that was one specific difference, but it was also at the same time what you had said before about the kids responding all over the place. Yeah, that it was the same thing, you know, just and that was just over and over, mind blowing. Watching God, you know, hundreds of kids at the end of just skating, throwing out stuff, and sharing a story. Hundreds of kids just being like, yeah. I need that that same answer. It's
1: so interesting because we were talking about, you know, we did go to Florida, St. Pete. We did tour through uh, that whole area, Venice Beach in Florida, St. Pete, a couple of the other areas with your church. And, um, you know, I told you, you know, it doesn't matter where we go in the world if we're in Australia, Mexico, East Coast, West Coast, Seattle, Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, you know, Atheist Central, all these different places. I'm like, New York City, it doesn't matter. The gospel, we just tell the same message and we're seeing the same response everywhere we go. Yeah. So then we go to Mexico and we're like, how's this story going to translate to you know this whole different group of, of people? But it's the same thing. Because what is it? It's all we're doing is we're just telling people you know, we made some mistakes but God loves us, He forgives us, and the job of the Holy Ghost is to transform us from the inside out. And then... As you fall in love with God and He starts showing you that life that you were created for, He starts orchestrating all those those things in your life, like your job, your wife, your husband, your kids, your career, all these things. God starts laying it all out. He does. It's not like we just run to God and go, "We want. I, I want to give my life to God, so He'll just you know prosper me." It's not. It's not a prosperity gospel. It's head to the grass, forgiveness of sins, filling with the Holy Spirit. Be powered by the Holy Spirit and start living that life that you were created for.
2: It wasn't even the kids too. Like we saw, like the government officials.
1: One of the bears gave their life to the Lord. Right. There. Yeah. yeah. And the government officials, the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. There, <laughs> it was crazy. It was. Yeah. It was. It was
2: uh, anointed, man. It was crazy. It
1: was. It was awesome, awesome times. So, we're gonna be taking you on tour again. Obviously, you know, uh, I don't know. We have Mexico. We have Colombia coming up. Sick. We got to give you those dates. Colombia is coming up. We're going to be touring Colombia for 10 days in Bogota. And then um, we're going to Hong Kong. Uh, That just opened up to Hong Kong. And then um, we're trying to get into Iceland right now. Yeah. Iceland Iceland is rated the most godless country in the world. Really? Yeah. The most godless country. Now, Boulder, Colorado uh, is rated the most uh, liberal city. Most liberal city. And then in the United States, and then um, which we showed up there too, right. and a bunch of people got saved. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, everyone that showed up. It wasn't a large crowd, but the everyone that showed up, like the Holy Spirit dropped, and everyone got saved. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Iceland, dude. Right now, I'm just like, I'm praying for Iceland because if it's, I mean, there's there's like one church. I've did, I had to do my homework on the different churches there. And all listeners, if you know any legit churches in Iceland. That preach the gospel, that stick to every single word, have them contact me. Right. I want to talk to them. But I did my research, and I guess there's only one church that was in an article. There's one church that I know of in the main city of Iceland that actually believes like us, and from like Genesis to Revelations, and that every word is, you know, the Word of God, and they're not light on certain subjects. Just it is what it is. Sin, sin. You know what I mean? Right. And I guess there's a lot of churches that just don't really touch too much on sin. It's just more like seeker friendly or whatever. So I literally tracked down the one church and emailed them and was like, Hey, um, we know you guys are the most godless country. Um, God's been using us to travel around and and lead a lot of people to the Lord. We, we're not here to plant a church, but we want to come work alongside you guys and do an outreach or outreaches. And we want to get as many people saved. And then we want to plug them into your church. I think their church is like they're like we have a big church. It's about fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, like, that's I mean, yeah, for the, the and that's the main city for sure. And yeah. That's the that's considered a big church there. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's is crazy, that crazy? Dude. Yeah, and that even might be with their youth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're praying to go there, man. So, so we just we're you know we're gonna have skating. We're gonna do music. I mean, get into schools. I don't even know how it's all gonna work, but. A lot of doors are opening for for the movement and uh and we just want to get everyone on board to keep taking the land as much as possible but what I want to talk to you about Jerris, is you know you come from a background where you grew up in the church right yeah so it's not like you went out you just went out and you weren't like a pirate and just went crazy right, right. you're the actually the opposite yeah so this this is this is an awesome testimony a lot of people say well I need to go out and do I need to go out and get my testimony? Your testimony is that you actually stayed away from all the gnarly stuff and uh, continue to follow God. Even though you do battle, you have battled with things and you do battle yeah. with things just like the things that I still can battle with. And a lot of people that are listening now, which we'll get into this stuff a little bit later. But um, the most hardcore thing, I think, is to not fall in to the things of the world that draws. Because that's easy to do. Everyone's doing it. Why not? Right. I think the most punk rock and hardcore thing to do is to not fall into that stuff and to stay set apart for what God has for you. Mm-hmm. So give me a little overview of how you actually did it. Um, and you went through some pretty crazy things, too, with your guys' church. And there's been a lot of – there could have been a lot of reasons for you to kind of veer away from things. What were – how would you stick to God – and not go into the things of the world, um, in a sense, and, and what things were you tempted with, you know, to, to like, as you were growing up?
2: Yeah. Um, well, my dad was the pastor of our church that we, that I grew up in all my life and I had three other siblings. So in church, we called those PKs, pastors, kids. Yeah. So we're the PKs and it was a fairly large church. So that's kind of a different vibe, you know, like a few thousand people. And, and they kind of you know they know you as the PKs as the pastor's kids so mm-hmm. grew up in that but um at a, at a young age like I got it you know like it clicked Like, god is real that like god loves me what was that moment how did, how did it happen what what was it a- well there's the moment i always remember is as a really young age like 7 i remember being 7 and you know in church they give you the sinner's prayer jesus forgive me my sins coming yep. into my life I remember doing that when I was about seven or so. I was yeah. with my mom at church doing music. We were singing music. I was standing with her in the auditorium, uh, like in the congregation. And I just knelt down by myself and said that, and that prayer. That was it. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but that's like what I remember. But a lot of people do that and then they just kind of walk away later on in life. Right. But I but I like got it. Um, yeah. I was stoked about it. But that's I dope. mean, as I grew up, um, I like, I don't know, I, I kept on like because I, I understood that it was legit not, it it still had to become my own faith, like not just because my dad was a pastor, not just because my parents were Christians, or like everyone around me is Christians, you know. Because it was hard to growing up in a big church and being the pastor's kids, you you can get stuck in a bubble of the church so easily. So, I think honestly, what really saved me from that was skateboarding. It was the beach a little bit, because I did like, like skimboarding in Florida and stuff, and a little bit of surfing, but. Mostly the skate park uh, because that gave me the perspective of the world that I didn't have as much be- like being in the church. Yeah. So growing up and having that and then just growing up middle school and high school, I was involved in church. Like that was a big thing. I was involved with people. Um, and I just kept on seeking God because I knew he was real. Like they would tell me to read my Bible. So I'd start doing that. They tell me to pray. So I'd start doing that. And yeah. they tell me to to have this kind of friendship, this kind of relationship with people, so i strive I strived for that like with in middle school and high school, but the temptation I had that did get me was pornography mm-hmm. and that helped me back in my faith and my walk through all middle school and high school um but there's still um yeah like that's a whole other story, but as far as anything else like you're talking about as far yeah. as like the skate world's got the drugs and yeah. the girls and the drinking and the partying and stuff like that. And I went to public high school 13 years. Yeah. So Wonderful. you're yeah right. Fundamental public high school. So like, yeah. so I knew it all, you know, uh, but that's,
1: that's interesting that you said, you know, they just told me, you know, read, read the Bible, get in church, pray, be around, you know, you don't want to be, uh, if you're basically bad company, corrupts good morals, you know? Right. So they've, you know, they have told you in church, if you, go by these these aren't rules i want to be very uh i want to i don't want people to say like i'm laying out rules the church that lay out rules for you no. they just said hey if you basically you want a good life you want to live that life you were created for these are just do these simple things yeah and your whole life will transform and that's the same things that people that the bible instructs us to do now and what we tell people through this radio show is like, dude, read, pray, get around people that are like-minded so you're all going in the same direction. If you're if you're around people that are watching porn and smoking weed and doing this and that, dude, you're going to end up there sooner or later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like whoever you're around is what you become. That's, you know, look at your friends and you can tell where you're going, basically. But it's awesome how you heard it and then you took heed to it and you just did it.
2: Yeah. And And that's how they told me. It wasn't like, it wasn't rules. It's not rules and regulations. It really was like, because God's real, because you get it. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, Mm -hmm. you want to see him start working more and building you up more. This is what you got to do. And that's for people right now that
1: they're not even in high school. This is for like me. This is what I live by. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it never changes. You keep living that life.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, I learned that as a young age and grew in that and that's, Ultimately, it saved me, and I was addicted to porn from middle school and high school. How'd you get?
1: How'd you uh, see porn for the first time? Where was, was it?
2: With a friend when I was like, he just showed you, or you guys just? Eleven. Discovered- no, we went up to my room, and he was like, "Yo, type this in on the computer," and I just didn't oh, yeah, question computer. it. And then something about you know girls, and I typed it in, and we we both watched stuff, like looked around at stuff for a little bit, and then like got caught by the parents, and I couldn't hang out with him for a little while, and that was kind of it. And then, were you hooked?
1: You were hooked right there at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I ended up going back to it, and then the lies and the hiding and, and that just ate me up for like six years, mm-hmm. while I was at church, and like my relationship with God was real, but most of the relationship, I mean, everything that wasn't, like doing what I'm supposed to do, everything, like He was still speaking to me. I was still like growing in certain ways. Yeah, but it hindered so much because the relationship was. I mean, it was like a bad relationship with a person because I had this, this thing that I kept on holding back against him and I knew that he knew it. I just wouldn't shake it, you know, and, and I wouldn't actually give everything to him. It's grieving the Holy
1: Spirit too. Right. The
2: Holy Spirit wants to work. And I heard him constantly just yeah. like, oh, that's what he does. Yeah. You know, he would tell me clearly too. Yeah. But I mean, I still would read my Bible. I still would. Yeah. I'd talk to my buddies about it because that's what I was told. Yeah. Like you got to be real with your friends yeah. as Christians so they can encourage you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, um, I mean, at the end of the story and at the end of high school, when I first started dating my girl, my first real girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, God put a virus in the computer that like kind of forced me to like tell my dad everything. Um, And like all of the the work as a Christian, per se, that I'd done, like the reading and the praying and and like still seeking God and talking to friends and stuff that kind of just brought the tidal wave of healing when I did actually give it up. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's awesome because you know, you could, uh, you could have went the op- opposite direction and just been like, you know what, I'm doing this, I'm watching the pornography and all that, so I'm just gonna stop reading, I'm gonna stop praying. But your heart was like, you still wanted God, you were going after Him, but you had the struggle. Yeah. And that's awesome because there's a lot of people that, you know, me, everyone, you know, we all, all you, we all have yeah. these struggles in our life yeah. that we're dealing with currently, you know, and you just got to keep pressing, pressing in. You gotta keep pressing in. You know, it's so easy to get discouraged, and you know, you're struggling with your anger or or yeah, bitterness, or so yeah, someone did you dirty, or you know, you just get mad and you hate them, and you know, or a Christian burns you, or whoever. Yeah,
2: well, that's I mean, you mentioned like my church going through stuff. Yeah, and the same thing with porn. The same thing with my church going through stuff. I mean, my church basically had the just this this big division that was really hard to go through Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of pain all over the place. But I think about porn in my personal life. And I think about the church thing, just going through church pop church problems. Yeah. But the answer is it really is always Jesus. Like you go back to Jesus and it filters out through the porn addiction. You go back to Jesus and it filters through when church people are imperfect, you know? And that's also why I didn't run away from church. I like, you know, because I had those, those like thoughts in the back of my mind. Like I just, you know, I've experienced the worst of church, Mm -hmm. but church is not supposed to be a bunch of perfect people acting perfectly. It's, it's no. go, go back to Jesus and then it all filters out. And it for the past couple of years of my life has been doing nothing but filtering out. Jesus is, is the filter. Jesus is, yeah, you is just yeah. got to head to to Jesus.
1: And there's listeners right now that are um, going through this right now. You just got to keep pressing in to Jesus. Keep praying, keep reading, keep going to church. You may be in a storm, you will get through it 100%. But don't stop because when you stop, you lose the connection to God. You're not communicating with him. There's no more relationship because you're just doing your own thing. And what happens is those things that you're struggling with, it's going to lead to other things, other sins and other things in your life. And it's just going to get increasing and increasing. Next thing you know, you're going to be like, where am that? How in the heck did I drift from where I was to where I'm at now? Yeah, right. But you got to keep pressing in yeah. no matter what and there's the forgiveness of sins. Jesus says you can come boldly to the throne of grace. And there's that grace and mercy and the forgiveness of sins. He loves you. He's going to forgive you and he's going to help you through the power of the Holy Spirit to get through to get through those moments. So you you did get through those moments. You 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 overcame the pornography? Does it ever does, does does it ever come back and haunt you sometimes? All the time. Okay, good. That means you're normal. Right. Okay, sure. great. <laughs> and then um, the bitterness and the stuff from uh, the church stuff. Did that? Did you get over that with your heart? Did God work through that in time? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it was it takes time. It was huh? Work and it did take time. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of really hard conversations with my wife. Just like processing things. You know, mm-hmm. trying trying to not let roots of bitterness grow and just confusion. And I mean, again, like it you keep going back to Jesus and he helps you filter through those thoughts mm-hmm. instead of being like, I'm going to figure out all these thoughts. I'm going to understand everything so that I'll survive. But it's the opposite. You know, I just kept on going back to Jesus and he would help me over time, learn how to filter things out, let go certain things, understand certain things, forgive people, you know, mm-hmm. and do it the way he said. So like when,
1: so, uh, when you're going through something, like, I'll say, use myself for the situation, and I want to hear your example. But, you know, if you're like, when you say, you know, you keep going back to Jesus. This is for the listeners. You're going back to Jesus. You keep going back to Jesus. They're like, well, what do you mean he keeps going back to Jesus? You're talking to him. You're praying to him. God, why am I going through this? And all of a sudden, he'll, get, he'll put put a verse in your mind. You know, like you talk to him. You're asking him questions, and then he speaks back to you through different verses. And that's how I learned how, how God speaks to us a lot through, through our heart. Is that um, when we're in these times and we need these answers, um, he, the Holy Spirit pulls back the verses that we've read. So as we read the Bible, sometimes we read it and we're like, what are we getting out of it? But that's all going into our hard drive. So when we're talking to God and he starts answers, he starts pulling these scriptures and remind us and he speaks to us. Because ver- the verses are his voice. Mm-hmm. So he speaks to us these verses. So when you when you're keep running back to Jesus through these times in your life, he's popping these verses in your mind.
2: How, how is he speaking to you? All kinds of ways, dude, because I'm seeking him in all kinds of ways. Like, I read his word, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, you've talked plenty before, just, like, podcast stuff. I mean, the music I listen to, the people hanging hang around. Like so you'll clothes. hear
1: a lyric. You'll hear a lyric in a song.
2: Yeah. And, and he'll
1: speak to you lyric. You'll hear podcasts. You'll, you'll hear through people to talk, you know, like He's, a Bible yeah,
2: study. Yeah, he did it the other day. I mean, he spoke through the Bible to me very clearly. That I recorded it the other day. Mm-hmm. He spoke twice in the past week through people talking to me. Prophetically, He yep. spoke through music all the time or listening, you know, like the Pastor Chuck and like, you know, Pastor Chuck has passed away. But then like the Lord uses him to speak to you all so specifically, you know, yep. like all the time for sure. But I mean, the Bible says if, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And that's just it. You just, I mean, like and I tell the kids that like a pastor back at home, yep. you just keep fighting. You do it every way you can get rid of anything that's going to distract you. And if you want it, you got to go get it kind of thing. One hundred. Sometimes, sometimes it takes some time, you know, but he'll he'll be there. He'll show up.
1: We want to hear from you. Uh, this is Ryan Reese. We're in studio with um, Jerris Hodge from Calvary, St. Pete, and he has a sick ministry out there called Zeal. Get what's it called? What's the slogan? Yeah, zeal. Keep, Get, it real, keep, keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep zeal. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> why don't you guys call in? We want to hear from you. Um, if you want to talk about any of these these, uh, I don't know, any of these topics that we're talking about tonight. Triple eight, five, six, four, six, one, seven, three, triple eight, five, six, four, six, one, seven, three. We want to take your guys' calls. We want to hear from you. And um, I don't know. We already got it. We got a phone call we want to take um in a few minutes. Um, let me give out that number one more time. seven three. Triple eight five six four. Six, one, seven, three. We want to hear from you to talk about any of these topics we um, were talking about on the air. So when you you just said uh, you keep seeking him and you will find him or what, what was that verse you just quoted?
2: You draw near to God. He'll draw near he to you. Draw
1: God. near to God and he will draw near to you. Yeah. Why don't you break that down, what that looks like?
2: Yeah, like I was saying earlier. I mean, it, and like you said before, it's not just like religion, not just a bunch of rules. You have yeah. to do this, but um, it's just you seeking God. And it, it's praying to God, which is just talking to Him. Just talk
1: wherever you're at, right? right up, yeah,
2: all the time. You don't have to be on your all knees. Day, you just... Every day, yeah. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, you know? Like exactly. Different ways. Yep. Like on my knees, on my face, in the car, skating. Yep. Sometimes I go and get this that alone time and just talk to God. Yep. Sometimes I just let myself, just like my brain flow. Uh, just reading the Bible a bunch. Anywhere. Taking notes, yep. recording stuff, listening to the music and the podcast and stuff. And just doing everything I can to seek God, to learn from God. Um, a big part of it is waiting on God, like the praying thing, like asking questions, specific questions to God. What is, what is waiting? Cause that's, that's a common uh,
1: terminology. People say, you know, just wait on God. What does that look like? What does what waiting on God mean? Things, like, that's... do you just pray and just sit around and wait for him to, to, to talk right back that moment or?
2: Sometimes I do. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, the bigger one, yeah, is, is just waiting in general. Like, I think a bigger thing about that is to ask specific questions, mm-hmm. but then uh, you know, you never know when you're getting— I mean, I have things right now I could list off to you that I'm praying for that I've been praying for for months. Yeah, so it could be months, right? right it could, yeah. And it, I mean, you got stories in the Bible where it took years before prayers are answered. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm praying on my knees, and, and I just sit in silence. I mean, you've told stories about yep. you doing that with God. You just sit. Mm-hmm. And maybe he talks back. Maybe he just kind of speaks to you in the sense that you have inside, and you just yep. know it's him. Um, but it's different, but like learning that, that it's different sometimes mm-hmm. and knowing kind of like understanding that more, that's what helps more than anything. Learning if to hear, surprised.
1: learning to hear his voice. He does speak in, in different ways and we have to tune our ears to hear and, and it's, it takes time, but practicing, listening, it, uh, that's, that's how you learn. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he will speak, but remember all things work together for good for those who love Christ according to his purpose. He's working out his eternal plan and purpose. So he sometimes you have to wait to, to hear back from him. Sometimes he doesn't answer right away. We're going to be going to break in a couple minutes, and then we're going to come back right after the break with Jarus Hodge. Um, hey, the Whosoevers. We tour public schools and middle schools around the world. Go to the whosoevers.com, contact us, book us. We want to come out. We want to bring the good news to the schools, and then we want to get these students back to your guys' church. So contact us. We would love to partner with you guys um, through the schools. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break.
0: More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Um, uh. Everything all right? Call now 888 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on
2: his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when
0: I say what de-do.
3: Now, back to
0: live with Ryan Reese. Don't say wow. Yeah. Loud noises!
1: Yep, yep, yep. Right before the break, we were talking about um, hearing God's voice and um, waiting on God. That's what you said, Jairus. So that's a common thing heard in the church or when you're talking to believers. They're like, yeah, man, you just got to wait on God. And um, waiting on God means just waiting for God to answer prayer. And God doesn't always answer prayers immediately. Sometimes he answers right away. But like you were saying, there's a lot of Bible stories that take years. Who was that? Was that Leah that was praying for a kid for who? was that praying for a kid for years? I can't even remember. She came into the, the temple and she was yeah she was weeping and they thought she was drunk and right, she, she right. says it's too early in the morning. I'm I'm not drunk. I'm crying because she couldn't have a kid. Yeah, I, I can't remember who I it was exactly, but that that Hannah. They just told right. me Hannah. Right. But that was years and years of prayer, right. waiting on God. Yeah, you know. And then some prayers are just answered.
2: Yeah, you know, immediately. Moses, Abraham, all kinds of stuff. So just
1: wait on God. And you know what's awesome about the Bible is it's so relevant. It's like you just read the Bible. You, these Bible stories are there to show us examples of what these men of faith went through because we go through the same stuff because we're, we're we're men and women of faith. Mm-hmm. We love Jesus. We follow him. He's speaking to us. And there are examples to show that we're normal. We're going through the same things that a lot of these people have gone through. Yeah, it's so we wait on God and God answers prayers in his timing. Why? Because he's working out. He's the eternal plan and purpose in our lives. And God's only going to give you what's good for you. He's not going to give you something that's going to destroy your life. So if you're praying for something and you're like, why isn't he giving it to me? I want that girl. She's so hot. Right. Well, you know, maybe that girl's going to spin you out of control. I've heard that story way too many times. Right. You know, right. too many times. Or that guy. Okay, right. I'm
0: not.
2: True.
1: Guys are crazy too. Exactly. Maybe more crazy. For- All right. Well, let's take this call. Here we go. Uh, oh, did you want to say that story about your, your, uh, your youth group with, um, Oh yeah. Kids? Cause yeah I was, I was, I was thinking
2: like, uh, there's a bunch of the high school and middle school kids that I pastor back at home and just talking about seeking God and the numb feeling of like waiting on God. I don't feel God's Holy Spirit like over and over, man. I think of so many kids that come to mind and one girl in my youth group that was feeling that, um, I don't even think that she knows that I knew that, Um, and God just spoke to her this past week from my message, just teaching the word faithfully. Yep. And she let me know after she was like, "I needed to hear that," and she's like, "God spoke to me." So. So
1: she was going to church week after week, and she just felt like it wasn't like connecting.
2: Yeah, she was she was just seeking the Lord and just not feeling it. Yeah, which is. Way common and way normal, yeah. And it was just cool because I was thinking about it because I I watched God eventually answer that, and it happened for her last week. It just broke. After she had a breakthrough. Her, yeah, that was it. Yep, it was sick. And you know when that happens, dude, everything changes. Yeah.
1: The first time, like when I mean, obviously every time after too. Right. But once you like connect to God and you're like, wow, okay, like it all, it just all clicks at one moment, and then that's when like you're just like, dude, I yeah. want more of this. I want more. And that's why you keep seeking them. And as you seek them, you keep finding them. But it's just, it's, I think a lot of people struggle with that, just that first connection. I mean, I know I struggled with that a lot when I was younger because I grew up in the church, but I never had that, like, that connection. You know what I mean? Right. But then once I, once I encountered that connection with God, I was like, whoa, like, I want more of this. And I've been just going after it ever since, you know? So dope. All right. right, is that his name? gocio How you doing? Is this a gocio?
3: It's a gosa
1: oh, Gosa. Okay, okay. We're trying to figure that in the studio. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's your uh, question tonight?
3: Oh, you want to hear a praise report. Sure. First, before I get to the question. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's... Make
1: it kind of make it kind of short though, because we have a, we have other phone calls we got to take.
3: All right. All right. Call me Eg though.
1: Okay. Easy. All right. Perfect. All
3: right. I admit it. I. I skipped four days of purity but I regained back my purity by letting go, you know, of those things that were haunting me. Okay. The reason why I kinda of missed, kind of missed those four days is because I was I was haunted by a situation involving a film director whose people took out whose words people took out of context. 'Cause they they were accusing him of of thinking of not being represented, not representing female characters, writing movies, but but here's the, but here's the catch. Here's how I got over it. I realized it was all a hoax because it was taken out of context. But here's what God did. I I ended up letting go. Of that I ended up letting go of that situation by by realizing that by, by realizing that you know we need to you know treat women better in the Lord. We need to see women better, see women the way God sees women, and that and that not everything is what it's and, and things. And uh, and I think it should go beyond you know the surface because a lot of people were taking his words out of context to, so that they can attack him. But I, I but it was all a hoax. Okay. But 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 here's the good news though. I I I I started filtering. I use a filter system called the Eyes nowadays to filter out you know sensual content so I can co- so I can get closer to God.
1: Right, right. So you don't you don't uh, get wrapped up in the pornography. So how what um? So you okay? Hold on. Let me just be clear. So you basically. Got caught up in like pornography or something, and now you're trying to get back with God and get your purity back, correct? That's that's the question. Uh not necessarily pornography, but, but still sensual stuff. Okay, okay. All right. So so the question is how do you get back with how do you get back your purity back with, with Christ, right?
3: Yeah, I'm still a believer though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well it's it's very very simple. Basically what happens is you just uh you you ask for repent you just you ask for forgiveness, yeah, and God forgives you, yeah. And then what happens? I'm gonna let you cover this part,
2: yeah, Jairus. Well, coming what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, my dad always taught me kind of the uh, not to expect that kind of growth to come, but you got to make it happen. Like that time with the Lord, you can't just wait for it to happen; you got to make it happen. So, with purity, um, what I learned from my from me being addicted to pornography was to constantly seek replacement. Those thoughts. I had to take away the bad thoughts. But when you have like your brain and you take away the bad thoughts, it's almost like a cup that goes empty. You got to fill it with something else or else it's going to stay empty. And once it stays empty, the devil starts throwing stuff in it. So I'd replace that with the word. I'd replace that with the music, with the podcast, with the conversations of friends, um, and then do that as much as I possibly could and then keep fighting the fight. And it took time for God to heal my mind, to retrain my mind, like the, you know, like the word says, Romans chapter 12, where it says that he renews our mind and he changes our mind. But, um, that's as we, as we give our life to him, we seek him. And it really, like the lesson I learned was I wasn't giving a hundred percent and only you know, you know, between you and God, mm. if you really are given a hundred percent or not, and if you are given a hundred percent, then you're going to start seeing victory and he's going to start renewing your mind and changing you.
1: 100 percent you know that one verse i said earlier was um uh uh we can we can come boldly to the throne of grace mm-hmm. and that's uh that's the beautiful thing about what was done on the cross when jesus says it's finished he defeated satan and the principalities and as we believe in him that he will forgive us with the blood that was shed on the cross and he empowers us with the holy spirit and you know we live in a culture that everything sucks yeah i mean just go on instagram i mean some of the most, and I don't want to drop any names here, but there's some of the most famous um, Instagram people that are, you know, celebrities and different people. They're, they're, their whole vibe is they're pushing like nakedness. I mean, you look at the news. Yeah. If you just look at the news, like, oh, so and so out with, you know, on this, tr- on their, with their family trip out to the Bahamas. Right. Or so and so shows up today and, and she's basically half naked. It's like, dude,
2: everything like is, everything's
1: basically up. sex. Yeah. Now, nowadays, yeah. and a lot of people struggle with that because they're trying to walk with God and they're trying to get their eyes on, on God, but because of the things of their past or because of the struggles of what's just in our face on front of album covers or just on news or whatever, yeah. it's a, it's a hardcore, it's a hardcore battle. Yeah. But the good thing is don't be condemned. You know, Satan's the condemner. And I think the enemy likes to definitely keep a lot of people tripped up in, in, in condemnation. And they think they can never be good enough. They can never get through it. And, you know, why am I still struggling? Well, guess what? If you live in this world and you're looking at any kind of social media or any kind of news channels, you're going to see this stuff. Right. It's not a sin to see it, but it's a sin to act out on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It talks about it in James. Mm-hmm. So basically what we need to do is when you see that stuff, you just got to like not marinate on it and be like, let your mind wander. You just got to be like, oh, okay, moving on. Yeah, you know, exactly. So I
2: can do that with a lot of guys back at home too. I mean, you,
1: you deal with a lot of students that are that yeah. are condemnation from this stuff, right? And they're trying yeah. to get off pornography. I mean, this one is one kid
2: specifically that's exactly saying that. You know, like he he'll go a little while without watching, and then he will, and he'll feel like you know really down about it. But I'll tell him, I'll be like, the most important thing is like you tell me, be accountable. Yep. But yep. I'm like, you're forgiven. Did you repent to the Lord? Okay, sick. Did you talk it's to done. us? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Okay, now let's move forward. Let's keep on going. Get back in the Bible, get back on your knees, get in the Word, keep on talking to us, just keep on pushing that. You keep pressing forward. That's what Paul said. Let go of the past, keep on moving forward. Keep moving forward. But,
1: that dude, the past haunts people. Yeah. The past haunts people. I don't know. When I give my life to God, I mean, I just knew it was finished. Yeah. You know, I just knew. I mean, I was out. We were doing a tour um, in in New York, New Jersey, and Philly. And we ended up doing a conference um, called the Vertical Identity Conference. Uh with Bridge Radio, we're on Bridge Radio right now as we speak in New York and New Jersey. But um yeah, you know, a lot of uh the people that were showing up, they were they just feel like they couldn't be forgiven, you know, from their past. Yeah. The things they've done. And that just trips them up and the enemy loves to keep people in there. It's like almost like when the Israelites left Israel uh they left um Egypt and then they, they had a short eleven day journey to to the promised land to, to Israel. But they got tripped up in the in the wilderness, yeah. and that experience of stay, being locked up with that condemnation is that's that wilderness experience. God took you out for being a slave to take you to the land of milk and honey. That spirit led life in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, the forgiveness of sins, being walking by the Spirit, letting go of the things of the past, like you said, right. coming boldly to the throne of grace of peace. It is finished. Right. You know, Jesus, Satan defeated Satan on the cross. It is finished. He forgave us. That's the land of milk and honey. That's the spirit of that life that God created us for. But there's a lot of us that get stuck in that in that condemnation in that wilderness experience. And you don't have to stay there. You got to believe and receive the forgiveness. Be be filled with the Holy Spirit and and live to start living that life and just believe what the Word of God says. Either the Bible's true or it's not. Right. So if it's true, then read it. Know what what the, what God says about you. And you're going to live in peace. Yeah. That's why it's important to read the Bible. Yeah. Because then you know how God feels about you. you are, you're all tripped up in your head because those are lies.
2: Yeah. And, that, and that's don't I, believe you everything you think. <laughs> it might have been you that God used to say that so clearly to me about taking a scripture and just claiming it. Like Romans 8 1, I know it now. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if I give my life to Jesus, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. Nope. But that does mean that all of my sins go under the cross because He paid for it when He died for me. And every time I sin, I can claim I'm forgiven, I'm not condemned in the name of Jesus, and I make myself move forward. And I, I claimed it like that that phrase. And I think it was you that God used to put that in me that just started, you know, retraining my mind to how to move forward. You got to claim what the Word says, and then just. Make yourself move forward. You got to go. If not,
1: you just get stuck. Exactly. You get stuck, and then you're 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 not effective. And the enemy, Satan, is just laughing because he's like, "Look at it. this guy that God has a plan for. He's stuck. Yeah, he's stuck he in the wilderness. Around, yeah. Good for nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing. He's like the double-minded man. You're just you look. You're like you want to follow God, but then you're going to the things of the world. So you're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Weak sauce. All right, I'm gonna grab. Uh, let's grab this other this next call, Corey. What up, Corey? How you doing tonight?
0: What's happening, guys? Thanks for taking my call.
1: No worries, man. What's your question?
0: All right, like I'm a little bit nervous here, but I have been. Don't worry, man. Take it easy. For so long, you have no idea. You what? And I've been following you guys for so long, you have no idea. I've Since
1: 2009,
0: eight. Yep. <laughs> Sick. Actually, uh, right on. When you guys are there.
1: Wait, wait. Where do you live? Where are you from? Redlands. Okay. Awesome.
0: And um. Thing is, I was all wrapped up in in uh, meth and pornography and all that nonsense. Yeah, and I actually climbed out of it. Cool. <laughs> um, oh. I've been sober off of that, all that stuff and for over about a decade now.
1: Dude, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: And I have no urge to look at any of the, the pornography. I prayed that God removed that from me, and literally the next day, I didn't want to look at it ever again. There it is. Um, there it is. <laughs> the now, I feel stuck, like I don't know what to do with my life. And I have another problem that my dad's a doctor. He claims that it's from the damage that the meth did, but I didn't do it long enough for it to do this bad. It is, I feel like, I don't know if it's demons or what, but I feel like people everywhere I go, like when I'm walking out in public or something, like they're just like the laugh at me or the look at me or something. And he just says I'm paranoid. Mm-hmm. And I know what I, I know what I see and what I don't see. Yeah. And I know God's communicated with me on several occasions where there's no doubt in my mind it was him speaking to me. So I don't know what you guys could say. Like, what, what would you do? I mean, do, does it sound like, have you ever heard of anything like that?
1: Um, I mean, I've talked to people that have... You know, people that weren't believers that were showing up, that were hearing voices, you know, that were being oppressed um, by, you know, demons and stuff like that. Um, This is a loaded question because I don't know you and I haven't got a chance to hang out with you and and hear the whole story. Um, Maybe you could be being oppressed. Uh, maybe there was some damage done, you know? I mean, I it, it could be a million things. I mean, I would personally like to meet up with you if you want to connect at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar one day. Um, and, I mean, I would tell you personally, go to God because he's in control and he's the healer. He can do whatever he wants, number one. So I would I would ask God that God would reveal what's going on. I would fast. I would pray and ask God for breakthrough. And I'm going to pray for you right now, but... Definitely, you know if you want to meet up and and have a a longer conversation, you could come meet up with me at in Diamond bar and we could sit down and and um uh, you know kind of wrap out a little bit more and see what exactly what's going on with you and, and lay our hands on you and pray for you, you know
0: yeah 'cause i've been i've been wrecked like I don't even listen to the same music anymore yeah totally t v's been, been messed up for me like uh I can't listen to Songs with cussing in it anymore. Yeah, God's
1: doing something. He there it's, it's a process. God's doing a cleanup process in you right now. And the fact that you got rid of the pornography overnight, you've been sober, you know, 10 years. I mean, that's dude, that's this God right there. He's he's in he's in your life. He's doing it. And um I'm going to pray for you right now. But definitely you know how to get a hold of us, man. Hit, call the church and uh just um or shoot us an email to the whosoever's and we'll set up a day and it's time for you and I to meet up and, and, and you know, drink some coffee and, and talk. Yes, sir. Okay, let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for Corey. God, you're, uh, you're everywhere, Lord. So I ask in the name of Jesus that you just touch Corey. I pray that you will just touch his life and heal him, Lord. Healing power will go out and you will touch his mind and that you will touch his body. And anything that from his past, God, everything will be, um, everything will pass away, Lord. And everything will become brand new. Make him a new creation in Christ now, Lord. Holy Spirit, touch him, fill him, baptize him, and just do supernatural, amazing things in his life, in the natural realm, Lord. Put that call in his life and whatever is going on in his life where he feels stuck, Lord, release that and let him move forward, Lord, so he can walk into that um, that life that you created him for, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 All right, man. Well, hey, listen. Get a hold of me. Okay.
0: All right, I don't have a license right now, but I got a pretty uh, good wife. And...
1: No, no worries, man. No worries. We'll do it. No worries. Okay. All right, man. Peace, brother. God bless you. You too, man. All right, let me give the number out. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. You know, I um. I was out in uh, the East Coast recently on that tour, and they, I, I gotta be careful how I say this. So I was, let's just say this. There was someone that was brought to me, I gotta be very uh, vague. There was someone that was brought to me that's been going to church, quote unquote, has a relationship with God, but got exposed to um, pornography and stuff. Not drug, no drugs or anything like that, just pornography. And um, the parents found out he was into some pretty gnarly things and getting into some pretty wild, crazy stuff, like dark stuff, let's just say. I've heard it all. I thought I heard it all until I heard this one. So I met up with him, and right when I walked up, he was just looking down, just all depressed, you know. I sit down and start talking to him, ask him what he's into, and he's not really saying anything to me, but I had some insight of what was going on with him. Because you know they told me, and basically I just said, "Hey, do you, do you want to do you want to be depressed? Do you want to be like you know? Do you want to be like this? This is all you got. I mean, are you a Christian? Do you love God? If you if you want to get if you're a Christian and you got to give your life to God, I don't know if you're into pornography or what, but you got to stop watching pornography. You got to give your life to God and just turn away from that stuff so you can feel joy and live that life that you were created for. If not, you're just he's suicidal. You know the whole thing. This doesn't doesn't care to lie He wants to die basically." And um, basically what happened is I said, dude, do you want me to pray for you right now? I'm going to pray that you're going to get set free because there's something demonic going on. First of all, Christians can't be demon-possessed, okay? The, 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 you know, people say demon, you know, you can be a Christian and you can be demon-possessed. That means God has no power if you can be demon-possessed and you're a Christian. That's yes. <laughs> no. the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So uh, he's not demon-possessed, you know. So I just basically pray for him. And after I I just pray that God will reach down and touch his life and that God will bring clarity. And if there's any strongholds or any demonic stuff that's around him because he's exposed himself to pornography and different things. So clearly when you open yourself to the supernatural realm through these things, you're going to be spiritually oppressed. Mm -hmm. And we prayed. And right when I got done praying, I looked at him and I said, hey, what happened when we prayed? You know, I I didn't didn't – God didn't tell me anything. I just asked him like – Wait, so when we prayed, what just happened? He goes, When we just prayed, I just I just felt like this heaviness lift and I just felt clarity for the first time in months. Dude, next thing you know, I go, Okay, well, that's awesome. God showed up, you know? Amen. And I, you know, I laughed. And then at the end of the event, I see him. He's like laughing, running around the event, toy totally having a great time. And the parents and them are just like, dude, he hasn't had a smile on his face for months. So this kid was a Christian. He gave his life to God. He was involved in church, but because of the things that he was exposing himself to, like you, you were struggling with pornography back and forth. Whatever whatever he was exposing himself to opened the doorways for the devil and the demons to come oppress him. Yeah. And oh, they were yeah. oppressing him with, like, like suicide. Like, he wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. And he was, like, depressed. And he had no joy. And he was just, like, looking down and out because of he wasn't possessed but he was oppressed and we prayed in Jesus name that God would set him free from that junk. He asked for forgiveness and God just set him free right there on the spot. Yeah. So with this guy, we just prayed for on the phone, you know, I don't understand the whole supernatural realm, but we do know that there's an enemy Ephesians six. Yeah. And, um, God's working out his eternal plan of purpose and he's setting us free. He's getting rid of pornography. He's getting rid of drugs. He could heal minds. Maybe it's his mind. Maybe who, it could be anything. I don't, I don't know this guy, but we'll, I'm going to meet with him. But if it's you and you're maybe going through some of these things, just know that Jesus is the king. Mm-hmm. The mighty name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to set you free. Um, anything that you're that's going on in your life, that, there's power in his name.
2: Yeah. You know? So... so. And it's been happening all over the place back at home, too, man. Tell me tell me some more stories. You've been, I mean, you came and... We have three minutes, by the way. Okay. Yeah, you came in the beginning of the year, so this is a few months now, and just, and my kids in the youth group, dude, middle school and high school, they've just been asking God by faith, and God's been doing things, man. Kids have been just getting visions of God that have been speaking to other kids' lives, middle and high school. Sick. Just like, words of the Lord for other people, you know, when we're all praying together, People being healed, you know, someone's tail got healed, someone's back got healed, my wife's arm got healed. Like,
0: Dude, that's all sick. kinds
2: of stuff was going down because the name of Jesus. And I taught them because we're going to the book of Acts. Yep. And you learn about the church through the book of Acts in the Bible. And I'm just, and one of the things I taught them was you got to pray in the name of Jesus because he's alive. And he, like you said, he's the king. And he wants us to pray that way. He, he, he said, You ask in my name. So we pray. Ask in anything in my name. Right. So they've been doing that, and then God's just been working. So people that are listening,
1: I would suggest go read uh, the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts because that's after Jesus died on the cross. He raised from the third day, and then he told his disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait. And you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, that's when the gifts of the, uh, the Spirit start manifesting, and these guys start tearing it up in Jesus' name. And the book of Acts, it's still open. It's like us, we're still living the book of Acts. Yeah. So we, as you read the stories in this book, they're healing people. They're getting, uh, you know, word of knowledge. They're getting visions. They're getting dreams. I mean, they're
2: demons leaving. Demons, they're casting out home, demons. Same thing.
1: They're preaching. People yeah. are getting saved. Yeah. <laughs> when I gave my life to God and I read the book of Acts, I literally was like, Jesus, I want to live the book of Acts. And literally, I've been living the book of Acts ever since I gave my life to God. That's right. It was a process. You know, you, he gets you going. But we can live this Christian walk. This is the walk that God has called us to live. All of us. Yeah. We can live this walk. And it's sick. And that's the exciting part about Christianity. You know, Christianity without just being like, I go to church on Sunday. You know, I've read through the Bible. Dude, that sounds so Boring. So lame. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to church and I'm like, hearing a Bible story, I'm like, sick. I'm like, God, show me what that looks like in my life.
2: Yeah. You know what Actually I mean? Yeah, live it out. Yeah, I want, I want to live it. that. Right. Show me that. And then you do. And you do. And you're like, and it's dude. Sick. And sick. so God works, good. like, all over the place. Amazing. He does, man. He's just waiting. Floodgates.
1: All right, dude, we got, a, we got, like, a couple seconds left. 30 seconds. Where can people find you? You got a church? You got a zeal group? What, what, tell me.
2: I am mean, currently working on a website that's yep. uh, I haven't even told you about, but yep. zealccf for Chapel Fellowship Chapel yep. Com. That's going to have all the youth information on it.
1: All right. Thank you, Jerris. We love you guys, and we will be talking to you guys next week. Peace.
2: This has been Live with Ryan Race. To
0: connect or find out more about Ryan... Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.
1: The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus.